Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Indie Film Review with me, Dan. Hi. And, of course, Jared is here as well. With me, Dan. With me, Dan. You just said it weird, but it's okay. With me, Dan. <laughs> with you, Jared. Hey, with me, Jared. Uh, thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. Why am I saying it like that right now? I feel like we're ending the episode and we just started. That's not right. Uh, so this show, we talk about independent films. Correct? Dan, correct or not correct? Correct. Okay, thank you. Uh, and today, we are talking about a film called Frey. Frey. Dan, this film was submitted to us by Jeff Ryan, who also sent us uh, Blood from Stone, right? Yes, he is a repeat offender. A repeat? Don't say it like that. A repeat <laughs> offender. Jeez. Just kidding, Jeff. Yep, uh, Jeff is registered in our database, and we are not going to forget about Jeff, that's for sure. How can you? With Blood from Stone, man? Keep an eye on him. No, uh, thank you so much, Jeff, for submitting. We really loved your first movie, and we're very excited to talk about this movie. So Frey is his first film. Yes, his first first film. You were telling me, Dan. Yes. Well, he did, he did a couple shorts before this, but this is his first feature length. And Yes, Absolutely. It's a film about a uh, veteran who comes back from the war, mm. and he is facing all of the troubles that troubled veterans are facing, like very high rent, not a lot of pay, um, because he has a disability, and um, he's trying to better himself by going to school, but things get in the way, and he can't necessarily... Mm. You know, be every he, he can't be the man he wants to be because of his yeah. his predicament. Some might say he's half the man he used to be. I want to read a little bit from the Wikipedia of Frey. Okay. So in the production section, I won't read all of it. Isn't it like kind of like based on a actual dude? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's it fits so perfectly in in uh, us like explaining what the film is about. So it's writer director Jeff. Uh, got the idea from uh, his wounded cousin who returned from Iraq. Oh, it's his cousin. So the cousin had a family and people to lean on to help him through like all the trauma he went through and yeah. being disabled and everything else. But then uh, his cousin would talk about how there were other people who were not so lucky. Oh. The quote is not just physical or psychological, the problems that they would have to deal with, but also bureaucratic. And this film covers the gamut of that, for sure. Yes. Holy shit. Because in my mind, I'm like, you know, you're a veteran, you get taken care of. And I've heard back in the day that it was veterans weren't being taken care of. So now in the, the aughts, right? Yeah. They were like doing these initiatives where they had like the Veterans Protection Act, or they're trying to take care of veterans better. You know, they're really trying to make that a focus. But still, veterans are following I was going to say, like... It's still happening. I want to say most of my friends, like half of my friends are veterans. And I know of at least one who's getting screwed over by the VA constantly. Yes. Where it's like they're not giving you your benefits. They're not reviewing your claims fast enough. I just, to research this, I went and looked it up. I'm like, damn, is it still really bad? The first article I saw was an article about how the VA wants to take money mm -hmm. from veterans because they overpaid them. They over they misappropriated too much money to veterans and now they want to <laughs> charge them money. Ridiculous. <laughs> to recoup it instead of just cutting their losses and I'm like that's crazy. So yeah, anyways, let's talk about it, Dan. Uh question. What do you think? Um wait. 
Is that your that question? That wasn't a question. I was throwing, I was, my question was, can you ask me a question? Oh, yes. That was okay. the question. Okay. So we, we like to talk about cinematography. And I think this film has excellent cinematography, but not in terms of the, like, let's do crazy stuff with the camera. What I did like about this film, and I want to know what your opinion about it is, is the framing. Like, there's so many shots. Like, how did you feel about the framing? Okay. So you're right where there isn't, there isn't a lot of, like, camera play in this. So a lot of the shots are static. Yes. And that isn't necessarily a problem. I think it would be more fun to have a couple things that break up that mm -hmm. kind of monotony. For Jeff's first film, this, this film is really well put. It's already professional looking. Mm -hmm. it, it flows so nicely. Um, it's a very, like, quiet, kind of, like, slow-paced film. For the first, like, ten minutes, I'm like, is there going to be any dialogue in this film? <laughs> yeah, there's, like, no dialogue for a lot of this movie. And it really gives you the feeling of isolation, of, like, yeah. you're living as the character of Justin and just how alone he feels from everyone, whether he's pushing other people away or whether he is really alone, you know? So that's the whole struggle of the film. But to get to your point... On, on some of these shots, uh, I liked them. I liked especially the stuff in the woods. Yeah, was, where the, we were the doing framing, a lot of the wide, oh, the, framing, the framing, the wide angles of the woods, and him walking through it was so yeah. good. Yep, yep. <laughs> and my eyes would just wander, and I'd just look around in these trees. And it, I don't know what the budget is for this film. I'm assuming it's low budget, but they did an amazing job with what they had, and. A lot of good locations. They really use these woods to their advantage. They make yes. these woods look lush and interesting and isolating, right? It's just like the one subject. His work site looks crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. How do you how do you get how do you convince someone to film at that work site? It was so well done. <laughs> so that must have been a hassle. But yeah, they were filming at a bar. There was a ton of different things. Like yeah. this was like a you know legit production. But yeah, I can't get over those woods. It's it really. Man, I really want to get into the spoilers, but I guess the thing what I'm trying to say is it, it almost seemed like he needed to be in the woods. Mm, yeah. To help himself. Like, that was his form of therapy. Yeah, like, very contemplative, very meditative. And and I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because there is that dichotomy where it's like, it's half and half. Mm. It's like, well, he doesn't have anywhere to go. I might as well go here, kind of. Um, really quick, before you ask me a question, I want to bring up that I can't find any information about budget, so great job. <laughs> um, hide that great from job us. you? No, great oh, job, yeah, yeah, Jeff. Yeah, hide yeah that I'm, from us. I'm absolutely sure Jeff has hidden the budget. <laughs> He's probably hiding a lot of different secrets yes. that um, we would like to crack, but, you know, those are Jeff's secrets. So, um, he has won, uh, four different awards. I do want to bring that up too. UK Film Festival, Best Feature Film, Arizona this film International blew up, Film Festival. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it was... got a lot of engagement. Uh, so the film is free. You can go on YouTube right now if you type. Yeah, it's on YouTube and it's on Freebie as well. Hell another streaming yeah. service. And it's Indie Rights Movies for Free on YouTube. Uh, and then the movie, if you want to search for it, is Frey War Veteran Movie or Frey War Movie. You'll find it. I was a little perturbed with the YouTube screening. I probably would have had a better luck with Freebie, but the ads on YouTube were insane for me. Like it happened so much. Really? Yeah. I didn't get a single ad on really? How does that work? 
Well, I don't know because I know it's about monetization and like the the company that is hosting that film might be, you know, putting monetization on all their films but like i literally it, it was literally like almost every seven minutes there was an ad do you have ad blocker no oh dude you need to get ad blocker i was oh. watching it on my tv oh oh dude no if you watch anything on your tv i don't know what it is and, and it's like the youtube app you're gonna get ads oh. galore More so when you I, know. I watched it on my computer no ads oh. didn't get a single ad well it's not any fault of Jeff's. I'm just saying, like, just no. Be careful Jeff is hiding. Jeff has secrets. <laughs> He's put Jeff ads is making in the me watch ads. I'm mad at Jeff now. I've turned. To, I've completely 180 on Jeff. No, you can't 180 on Bloodford Stone or Frey for that matter. He knows we love him. Yes. All right. So, Jared, question. Oh, uh, oh, you're gonna ask me a question no, or me? You ask me question. You, yes, sir. Me question now. You me question. What did you think about the relationship between oh. Justin and the teacher? Mm. Okay, so... Did you think it was organic? Do you think it worked in the film? I think it was organic, and I think it worked, but the whole thing, because I'm a teacher, really put me off. Like, even if I were... Because I, I teach community college, too. Like, yeah. I would never, ever strike up a relationship with a student. That's weird. That's what I was thinking. Like, <laughs> if, if this was in reverse, like, if it was a man who's the teacher and it, it would feel even worse, right? It would. Feel yeah. Weird. So I was like, that was very, I, that was off putting to me only because of how I feel, but the relationship needed to happen. Like I, I'm glad that he introduced some kind of love interest. And I, I mean, despite my, my shortcomings with it and like my, my weird feelings, it's, it's really interesting that it was, this woman, like, who's teaching him about economics, mm -hmm. like, I, I, I don't know, like, something is significant about that to me. Like, here's what I think. What? So I think it plays into Justin's fear of being given handouts and being like a project for someone to fix. Yes. He has too much pride. Justin, his entire issue is pride, yes, right? Extreme. Where he desperately, desperately needs help. But he wants to do it on his, he wants to get that help on his own terms. So this person coming to him and like, cause like she is really pursuing him. He wasn't really, there wasn't really reciprocated. He was like, listen, I'm a nobody. I'm garbage. Yeah. Why would anyone want to be with me? And she's trying to like work on him. Like, listen, no, you're, you are someone that can be loved. You are deserving of that. Mm -hmm. And you are deserving of help because of everything you've went through. It's like the bare minimum that people should offer you. Yeah. Uh, especially all the trauma, psychological trauma of being like uh, uh, having PTSD and stuff like that. Well, okay, let's just let's just organically get into it. So, like, um, we're going to spoil the movie again. It's on YouTube. It's on Freebie. Go watch it. It's his first film. It's... Yeah, I recommend Like, for I a first film, it. it is an excellent drama. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is a character study, but it's like, it's not a boring character study. You know what I mean? Like those ones that you watch because it is interesting to watch the character, but there's, there is drama. And I think it, you hit the nail on the head whenever you said it's pride because it's man versus pride is the primary conflict of this film. And that's what kind of jettisons you through the narrative. He also gets handouts or he perceives handouts from his boss. 
Mm-hmm. And that's another thing. I love the boss. Yeah, the, I love that actor. He's yeah. so good. The boss. Every okay. And the film is wonderfully acted too. By the way. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. There's some good acting in this for sure. The writing is really fucking good. Yes. There were just scenes where I'm like, "Damn, that was really well said." Well, I was there something you're gonna say? I didn't want to step. Oh on no, I just, I just I wanted to like bring up the boss. So like, let, let's talk about a couple of the things that we like about the film. Mm-hmm. You said the writing, so give me some give me some good writing tidbits. Uh, so there was one line where Justin and his foreman were talking in the woods because his boss comes to visit him to be like, "Hey, you know, if you if you want to come work at my house, do some chores, you can come stay with me and my wife." And he's like, "No, I don't want to." Blah blah blah. And one of the things he says is, uh, "The battlefield isn't the only place to save lives." And then Justin says. The battlefield isn't the only place to have casualties either. So something to that effect. And I was like, motherfucker. That was excellent. And there's so many good lines that are just delivered so organically like that, where I just, my, my jaw just kind of slacked. So here's, like, oh okay, here's gosh. a question. Like that line was definitely awesome. But how many of these scenes do you think were ad-lib? Like, do you, do you feel like there were any like organic lines that just kind of came out of the characters? Um, I think this was all written and I think it's just the actors did a great job. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, Building on the material. I will say, uh, to give some criticism, there were a few scenes, I'd say two that I can think of. There was a scene in the diner where Justin was talking with the teacher. It was like their first dinner date Mm -hmm. where he probably didn't even realize that it was a date because he's (laughs) so naive. But, uh, in that, in the dating scene, I mean. And, and she is telling him, like, hey, listen, you need to realize that what you've been through is very traumatic and that it's the least that the government and that people can do to help, right? You deserve some help after going through mm-hmm. that. And it's not you shouldn't think of it as a handout. And he's like, no, I'm worthless. I don't deserve it, blah, blah, blah. And she gets mad at him. And oh, yeah. I just think maybe there was one or two lines more that they could have added to that to have mm. a buildup. I agree. she gets mad real fast yeah like she just goes like you know what fuck you and fuck you until you you take what i've just told you to heart and then she storms off i would not have thought of that criticism but that is that is very good like i completely agree like the fact that it feels like there's missing context to her anger yeah and and it's like she just like takes a 180 and i think she's she just feels passionate about it because she's so annoyed Mm mm-hmm by by his his rationale that she storms off and of course she he chases after her and then they kiss and then they immediately go bang which was like damn this is a roller coaster like what's going on i just feel like there could have been a little bit more build up there for that other than that i think a lot of the other uh escalations worked really well like um a, a lot of the so whenever there was dialogue between two characters that's when i was like gripped because mm-hmm. i thought the writing was so good and the back and forth and then you would get into these quiet moments of just Justin living his life, trying to survive. Like there were scenes of just wide shots of him just on the phone calling someone. He'll call someone else for just like keep a job. Getting rejected. Yeah. yeah, yeah, rejected for jobs. Like he's like underqualified to work at a, like a McDonald's or something. I forget what it was, but yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> he can't even get hired as like a store clerk because he's disabled. He can't lift heavy objects and he can't be on his feet for that long. Yeah. That takes you out of like every job you could do. There's so many jobs he can't do. So one thing I, I thought about too is 
shouldn't he be working with the VA? Like, I, I, I thought that he, there should have been some scenes with him going to the VA. And like, yeah. Hey, listen, you need to be helping me. And then, like, them flat out telling him, like, I don't know, man. We're trying. We're doing our best. Paperwork's tied up. You know, just bullshitting him. There was, like, one scene with him on the phone. But I, I, I think I kind of would have liked to see more of that uh, bureaucracy uh, churning and basically eating him up within the gears of government. I understand what you're saying, but I, I like the fact that it is implied mostly because you can see him being frustrated with bureaucracy and bureaucracy is just a it, it's it's shrouded in mystery. Like it's it's not a it's not a tangible thing. And I think that's important. Yeah. For the film. Like a, like a nebulous force. That yeah, he like he, he can't with. do anything about it. He can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, it, and like, that, and that, that's kind of like, it, it's a, it's a juxtaposition against his physical disability. Like, yeah, I went to war. I now am physically disabled and I have to deal with this ethereal force that's fucking me over even more. Uh, also, if you're playing along at home, anytime we say bureaucracy, please take a drink. Thank yes, you. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what I'll say, too, is he's also dealing with guilt as well, right? Yes. So he joined the Marines as a way of getting himself out of poverty, of just, you know, making something of his life. But then what I think happens, the more and more he stayed there, the more that became his life. Like, that's... It's the thing that he's known for so long and he's grown such a bond with all the people over there is that when he got wounded and he came back, he feels guilty that he's not there helping his friends and his, com his mm -hmm. comrades, right? And, and he's even telling his girlfriend, like, look, I just heard like a couple of my guys in my unit died. And he's like, they died because I wasn't there. And it's like, how do you rationalize with this guy that that is not true? You know, like, so, and the rage that builds up inside oh, of him, dude. I feel like, they make him such a believable character to where the amount of anger that he feels and he's trying not to put it on others. Mm -hmm. He's trying to just, it's well, so difficult for him. That's important. So like his anger is important. So first of all, he, he was engaged. We find out that he was engaged and um, he went off to war. He comes back injured and his wife or his his soon to be wife tells him that he is a completely different person and it's not the man I fell in love with. It's either that that happens a lot. Like mm -hmm. I would say a lot, a lot. I don't think a lot of marriages survive that. Or the woman finds someone else, which yeah. is like, can you blame them if you're gone for like six, eight months? I mean, how is this really going to work? Just watching, and I think that's why these. Um, yeah, the, these long moments that we get with Justin just existing are so important to the film mm -hmm. because you see the rage building and you see the little tiny thing. Like one of my favorite things in the film, one of my favorite scenes is the there he lives in a shitty um, apartment and the walls are paper thin and there's this couple that lives next to him who are constantly, or maybe they're not a couple, I don't know, but people next door to him are just constantly arguing. And there's one in the middle of the night. Yeah, there's one amazing scene where he's just like, "Shut the fuck up!" And he punches the wall, and they stop. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, "Oh my god, that was he wonderful." He fucks up that room a lot. He like when he can't pay his rent, and the, oh, the landlord, yeah. the landlord's being pretty reasonable. He's like, "Listen, man, you got to give me the full amount of rent." And he's like, "I can't keep doing this." And he's like, "I'm gonna get you the money. I'm gonna get you the money." He comes in his room and like throws the TV, and he's just losing his fucking mind. <laughs> It's funny because he actually is at more at peace when he is out 
living in the woods mm -hmm. just in his car and he's finally able to read his uh his book on economics or whatever <laughs> i like how he was continuing to do his studies even though he had basically flunked out of that class yeah well because uh, he can't show up it is so fucked up because like the government should be paying him to go to school. Not yeah. only should his school be free, but he should be paid money to go to school. And if things were working properly, this would be happening. And he he would be... But then, again, it still happens, right? So, like, another great scene. It was just this little scene. No dialogue. It's just him crossing the street. And all you see is another homeless man who is obviously a veteran. I think it even says on his sign. He's just some dude standing in the background. Just, like, you know, a homeless guy. And it just makes you think of like, oh, this this film is perfectly showing how this can happen to someone. Mm -hmm. Like, how does this come about to where someone lives like years and years out on the streets? And you see that stuff all the time. And it's, it's so it's depressing. Oh, I think it's now we're getting political. Here oh, we go. God. Uh, I know. I know. Uh, <laughs> I think homelessness is one of the biggest issues in America right now yeah. today. And it frustrates me so much that politicians don't give a fuck about it. Nobody wants to talk about it. It's never in the news. It's never any talking points. It's never like the selling thing for a politician to be like, I'm going to work on this thing. Because these people need help. Like, we we need to help them. It's, it's like sad that we're letting people just mm -hmm. like waste in the streets. Anyways, that's my opinion on that. I don't think that's very political. I think it, you, like, you address it as it is very sad. It's an issue. It could be a bipartisan issue. I don't see what the fucking deal is. Oh, politics is just theater in the first place. I mean, it, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's sure, getting it, it sure fucking is theater. It's it's evolved into that and only that for sure. But yeah, Dan, um, closing thoughts. What do you think, bud? Any scene you want to talk um, about? Um, I I really enjoyed the scene where. Well, okay. I enjoyed whenever he went to the bar and the guys were drunk. That was really good. Yeah. And what did the guy say to him that pissed him off? Like he kept asking him about being uh, in Afghanistan and in Iraq. Like it was like a fun game. Like, yeah. Ooh, how many people did you kill? Oh, what'd you do over there? Blah, blah, blah. Like he, he thought that it was going to be like an interesting, fun thing to talk about when it's the most fucking traumatic shit that's ever happened to this guy. Like usually people like th those type of veterans that come back, they never want to talk about that. Yeah. Shit. Ever, ever. Normally like you don't like, unless you're like psychopath or something. Rightly so. So yeah, <laughs> it's fucking traumatic. Um, and he's trying to deflect and deflect and he won't drop it. So then he eventually just like punches this dude in the Dex face the guy in the face and it was great i was like good fuck this guy and then he's so mad he like walks outside he's yeah like punching a garbage can i was like jesus so the guy the guy <laughs> who he decks is like they kind of strike up a friendship from work basically he's yeah. like hey you should come out and drink with us and he goes the first time and the first time's all right and the second time he's just a drunk idiot mm -hmm. so I, I don't know like like the the writing like you said is it not just the dialogue but the conflicts that he has to go through very realistic very upsetting like yeah uh, like upsetting is a great word for this narrative like it's 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 not a bummer movie per se because okay let's talk about the end it is a open ending i think right mm -hmm. um he calls this girl his girlfriend 
Yeah, his girlfriend. So he calls her and he's like, you know what? You're right. I love you. And then she's like, great. I love you too. Come back to me when you're ready. Because he's still not ready. And like, I like how it's very open-ended like that, where it's like, he has, he still has to figure shit out. Yeah. He needs therapy. He yeah. Needs someone sure. to talk to desperately need someone to talk to. Uh, one little scene I want to talk about again, my closing thoughts. I thought this movie was great. I really yes. enjoyed it. And I think it was tough to watch, not in a bad way, just because it's hard to watch him go down this, this road. And you're, you're kind of like, Oh, he should be doing this and this, but it's like, this is, you know, I'm not in his position. Like, I don't know who this character is. Right. So I, I think the character was very realistic in that way of like how he was thinking. So it's easy to be like, well, why doesn't he just do this with his life? That like that's uh, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't have the resources. He he just fucking doesn't have anything. It, what I'm thinking is like he's this this lady is in love with you and she wants you to move in with him. Just take it, you idiot. And it's like this man is trying to help mm-hmm. you. He's such a nice guy. He's a veteran too. He understands. Just take the help. And it's again, it's that pride again that's yeah. getting in the way of all this. <laughs> Imagine if he had none of that. Imagine mm-hmm. if he was just really, truly on his own and how difficult that would be. So uh, one scene I wanted to talk about, too, is very briefly the dart scene. I don't know why I liked the scene where they were throwing darts at the bar, mm-hmm. but there was something about it where the people throwing darts were out of focus and they never cut mm-hmm. away the entire time. Yeah. And they just kept showing Justin just watching and interacting with. All- I felt like all of that probably was ad libbed, right? And it was just such a nice little shot. It was so interesting. And I'm like, they do that after quite it was a over. Bit. Yeah. I was like, nothing really happened in that scene, but why do I like it so much? There's at least two <laughs> other scenes in the movie that are like only, only Justin's in focus and whatever is he's interacting with is out of focus. Yeah. 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 It was good. So yeah, that's it. All right, Dan. Okay, you can find us on Twitter at IndieFilmPod. You can find us on Instagram at IndieFilmReviewPod. You can email us at TheIndieFilmReview at gmail.com. Um, we have a Patreon for people to um, donate $1 a month, $3 a month. Or if you're a filmmaker, there's a $5 tier. You can do monthly or we just... if Basically, the $5 is just a one-time donation to get your film bumped up to a shorter waiting list because our current waiting list is about seven months. It takes a while to get through all the... Like, there's so many films, guys. Yeah. Oh, my God. Anyway, yeah. if you want your film not to be seven months and maybe, like, one to two weeks, give us five bucks, and then we will put your film on a shorter list. Hey, big old shout-out to Joel Moody for supporting us. We're going to be covering his film very, very soon. I'm yes. pretty fucking stoked. Yeah, he uh, he's our newest Patriano. And uh, yeah, you can give us some money and then be like, you know what? Fuck these guys and just uh, cancel. And then you've already been charged. Exactly. So we've already tricked you. <laughs> basically what I'm trying to say. We've already tricked you. So after we've tricked you and you're like, oh, no, I can't get my money back. Then you're done. So like you pay the five bucks, you cancel it, it charges, and then go about your day. Like, if you want to keep supporting us, that's awesome. Super stoked. And then we have the uh, uh, the PayPal donation, too, if you don't yes. even want to deal with any of this fucking dumb shit. PayPal.me slash Indie Film Review. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, also, I got some timeshares I'd like to get people involved <laughs> in, invested in. And I, so I have this. It's an NFT timeshare. Now, hold on. Don't oh. turn the podcast off. <laughs> I know none of it's real, but I'm real. And that should be the thing that really matters see what i did there thank you synergy connection 
okay, so thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Necropoticon.com is a site you can go to to go check out some other really cool podcasts like Grow Out of It or Fate of Eisen or Mario and Waffles talk about things. Ah, oh, there's so many things on there. Gunpowder Trees and No Plot. Uh, some good, like, tabletop role-playing shit if you want to check it out. Uh, thanks again for listening. I really appreciate it. Dan, you have the final word. Well, hopefully this podcast takes up real estate in your mind. Dude, I love it. (laughs) Killing it, bud. Best in the biz. Necropoticon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.